Yes, the Auburn Tigers have picked up yet another four-star and another great prospect to be a part of this 2024 class. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joined, as always, reacting to this recruiting goodness by the one and only Daryl Daprich. TJ Lindsay, Daryl, choosing the Auburn Tigers. Sounds like Texas was his second choice. We'll get to his offer list in a second, but yet another weekend where Auburn brings in a four-star or better player to join this 2024 class. You got to love it how they're trickling in and they're just, you know, they're staying so consistent how, you know, every week you're picking up one or two. You love to do that. So by the time you get to with by the time the season starts, which is a great time to close in recruiting because you bring them to games, bring them on campus. They get to experience the environment. If you can be at 17 or 18 before you even kick it off in September. And then you got September to December to uh, close three or four more big dogs. This is great. Mm-hmm. And I love the diversity in position groups. We get wide receivers. You know, we get safeties. We get corners. We get now we've got another defensive tackle. And you really, really need defensive linemen. We talked about it. We're really both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive linemen. You got blocked in earlier in the month. Now you get or you get blocked in in July. Now you get Lindsey. 6'4", 265, I believe is his, uh, you know, his measurables got room to put on some weight. That frame comes from a very, very prestigious football factory in IMG Academy in Bradenton, um, which really sends a lot of players to Division I college football. So you love the training, the coaching he's getting there. And when I say training and coaching, that's the wonderful thing about IMG Academy you know, Zach, it's football 24-7. It's nutrition. It's weightlifting. They do a lot of things at the high school level yeah. that you see at the collegiate scale. So I love well, it. I love it, it on the defensive it, side of the ball. Yeah, it's important to note, though. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, him being at IMG Academy and all the benefits, he hasn't been there long. He's just going to be there for this final season. But he started there this offseason. I'm sure he's already kind of reaping the benefits of going through that program. But that was kind of the biggest knock against him, Daryl, was this kid was from Arkansas. And nobody likes to talk about Arkansas high school football, and some of that's probably warranted, but there are good players like Walker White and TJ Lindsay that come from the state of Arkansas. So he transfers to IMG Academy, and you just got to think, if this kid would have been in IMG Academy the whole time, like all of a sudden, you know, the, how people look at him would come a lot different. But as a commenter says, comes from Bryant High School in Arkansas, five straight champions in 7A, which is the highest classification in the state. I mean, He's done the best that he could possibly do in the state of Arkansas. He, he can't help where he's growing up. But yeah, like you said, I mean, 6'3", 270, a kid that was wanted by a lot of different folks. His on three industry rating is four stars. He's a three star on some boards, but I fully expect that to change. We put up a story either earlier this week or last week at AuburnDaily.com about who are some four star guys that could become five star players and who are some three star guys that could become four star players and I just think every rating service will have TJ Lindsay as a four-star by the end of his senior year, which is going to shoot him up the composite. That's the beauty of getting these kids to commit in August and July, as opposed to waiting until signing day when their season's already over. They're pretty much locked in to their rating at that point. You know, you look at a guy like Bryce Kane, who has who's gone from a three-star to a four-star since he signed with or committed to right. Auburn. I fully expect, like you said, Lindsay, by the end of November, 
after another great year and a, a good season at IMG, he'll he'll get re-rated and probably go higher. And that'll just obviously help Auburn's recruiting class. Bottom line, it's a position in need right now. And now you've gotten two. You're looking at probably getting one more that's a five-star in Franklin along the defensive line. That really helps that side of the ball. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned the diversity of position groups in this 2024 class, but really, defensive line and offensive line were the big questions. And all of a sudden, you add TJ Lindsay next to Malik Blockton, you feel a lot better about the defensive line, especially with kind of Auburn trending the right direction with Camarion Franklin, who I believe is announcing next Saturday, and hopefully we do this a week from now, Daryl, and recap, you know, adding a five-star. I mean, that'd be incredible, but... You know, the diversity of position groups, I'm 100% there with you, but this is one of those things where we really need to check this box and get another defensive lineman or two. And, and so this is an important one. This is an important addition because you just talk about, you know, him and Malik Blockton next to each other two or three years from now. I think it makes sense. They do different things along the defensive line. And to me, this is just important. You got the DBs. You feel good about the defensive back room. You got your quarterback. You feel good about your wide receivers. You need to address the trenches a little bit more, and T.J. Lindsey does exactly, exactly that. A absolutely. Address the trenches. Now you've gotten two defensive linemen. You'll probably get one more. Maybe they'll take two more. They've got to get a couple more offensive linemen. I think, Zach, they need to address the safety room, maybe pick up a safety or two. And we talked about running back would just be a caveat, a cherry on top. I've always, you know, it sounds so cliche, and I hate saying things that other people say over and over but sometimes it's the truth, and you got to speak the truth. And it doesn't matter how many times you hear it, the trenches in the SEC is where Auburn was lacking for a yep. while, especially along the offensive line in certain eras and certain times. And so you saw teams like Georgia completely flip the script and start playing for championships when they started doing really, really good in defensive line and offensive line recruiting. I think Auburn's heading on that path. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's a lot to be excited about. And I think it's just going to grow. The offensive and defensive line class for Auburn in 2024 and beyond will continue to get bigger, continue yeah. to get better, and that's going to be – it's going to just do wonders in bringing – I think in bringing in other players as well. I think other players like linebackers want to play behind elite defensive linemen and running backs want to run behind elite offensive linemen. So it, it, I think it's a snowball effect. Yeah. Several people in the live chat asking about the Arkansas comment. I'm not dissing the state of Arkansas, and I'm not saying good players can't come from there. I'm just saying typically, and this isn't me saying, and I'm saying what recruiting people in the industry say, that if you're an Arkansas player, it's going to be really hard to get that fifth star. That's all I'm saying, and I'm quoting them. Get mad at them. Get mad at the way the system is. Don't get mad at me. I'm just saying what they say. But I think TJ Lindsay's a great player, and I think he's going to be able to move up even more um, at IMG, assuming we even care about that which we all do. So Auburn now sits, they're still 14th and on threes rankings with two five stars, nine four stars, and five three stars. Good for 16th in the class. I'm just looking at the folks ahead of them. I mean, Notre Dame's right in front of them with zero five stars and 13 four stars and nine three stars. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not a better class. This is not. No, the USC is a head scratcher to me too. I don't understand how you have a higher average ranking, more commits, and you're one slot behind USC. 
That's a joke. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not Aristotle. I'm not a great philosopher, but please somebody that's smarter than me explain how you have a better average ranking and more commits than somebody and you're behind them. Is it because it's USC? Or we're ahead of USC. USC is huh? 15th. USC is 15th. We're 14th. Okay. Well, before Lindsay, Auburn had a higher player ranking and one more and the same amount of commits and USC was ranked a spot higher. So I don't get it. I don't understand the math there, but now it looks like, you know, Auburn jumped USC because of Lindsay coming on and from the quantity standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. We were fourth in average player ranking. We are now fifth Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and Auburn, according to on three. So we'll certainly see. What that looks like. I believe on three has him as a three star, but the composite is a four star. So yeah, that could benefit more rivals is the only place that has him as a true four star. And so, you know, maybe, maybe we moved up on rivals rankings. I don't ever look at rivals, but if somebody wants to add that in the chat. I'd be interested to see it's worth noting, but yeah. And the on three composite, which is the only one to my, to my knowledge takes in all the rankings. They have him as a four star. So we'll I want to get your opinion on, on something real quick. Yeah. That puts Auburn at, 15 commits, right? Or is it 16? 16. Okay, 16. 16. Give me just a – and anyone in the chat can do this as well. I think it'll be a fun little exercise. Give me your prediction as to where you think the number is going to stop when this class gets signed in December, what the total number is going to be. Of high not, school not kids? Ranking, not ranking, total commits. Of high school kids? Yes. JUCO or just high school? Just high school. 22. That, that's so fun. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, and people are going to not believe me and say, oh, you're full of crap. Daryl, you're just saying that. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think Auburn gets to 22, and if they get to 22 with some of the names that they will get along the way, don't you agree that this class would end up maybe ninth or eighth in the country? I think so. I mean, yeah, if you get Camarion Franklin, absolutely. DeAndre um, Carter. DeAndre Carter. I mean, I think both of those things happen right now. If I had to guess, I think Auburn gets both of those two guys. Um, I feel a lot better about DeAndre Carter. I'm actually a little surprised that's not, he hasn't announced yet. I mean, honest yeah. with you, but because TJ Lindsay, like this has been known for a while. Right. And he actually did interviews. IMG had like a pro day yesterday. Cause that's what IMG does. Cause they have good players and people will show up to that. But I had one of my got the locked on recruiting insider, Brian Smith, who comes on here on Thursdays. He talked about, he went up to him. He sent me the audio clip of it, but they did the interview with like the promise that we were going to wait until after he announced, like use the quotes. And those quotes are up at auburndaily.com right now. They should be, if you want to check that out. But it's like, this has been a known thing for a while. He was taking pictures for people with an Auburn hat on. Like this has been a known thing. Um, which I think it actually, there's probably some deeper, like if we want to talk about this or not, Daryl, but there's some probably deeper level of like maturity of like being able to be a silent commit for a long time. I personally would not be able to do that now, especially when I was 17, but this kid seems really, really mature. And when, you know, when Brian sent me the audio of him talking to TJ, very, very well-spoken kid, very confident and really giving thought out answers. I mean, one of the better like interviews that I've heard a high school kid do um, in a hot minute, very, very impressive young man. And the ability to kind of hold on to a silent commitment for a long time too. I, there's probably some value to that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I get it. The kids are wanting to, to 
you know, buy into the hype and have it such a great event and make it so uh, that everyone's following you. And it's such a great thing with anticipation and all eyes on me. There is something to be said for a kid that kind of makes it just about the process and about the school and says, this is where I want to go. I'm going to just stay quiet about it, commit to them silently, and then I'll announce it whenever I see fit. And I think it's good. There is a level of, of I, I, get, I think, age wisdom that comes with that. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. Um, I just think it's a different approach. And sometimes that manifests itself three, four years down the road when they're playing football for your school. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up some of these quotes so we can reference um, about why he chose Auburn. Here it is. Okay, this is at AuburnDaily.com, and I will put a link both in the live chat as well as in the episode description down below if you're watching or um, listening later. But he was asked about Hugh Freeze, what he likes about Hugh Freeze. Lindsay said, quote, he's very brutally honest, and that's what I love about him. Very good man, too, you can tell. He loves to hear about the people he knows and coaches. Very honest. He'll give it to you straight. Um, he asked about one of the biggest things that sold Auburn for him. He said, with me, it was good because they wanted me in a prime position to tell me everything and how I wanted to benefit. We're locked in, man. Garrett is my guy. Talking about the defensive line coach, Jeremy Garrett. That's a key reason I went to Auburn too. Since January, we've had the longest talks. They don't ever, but they don't even feel like they're 30 to 40 minute calls about regular things too. I mean, we rarely talk about football. That's just the type of relationship we have and the camaraderie we've built. So really true connection, which is what we've heard about how Freeze and the staff like to build relationships with these players and how they choose uh, to recruit is they care about these guys as people. And uh, it certainly seems like that was the case with TJ Lindsay today? You know, it's one thing to present that in a living room when mom and dad are there and you're talking uh, to them and you want to come across as relational and I, I'm going to protect, I'm going to take care of your son and I care about him outside of football. But when you get outside that realm and mm -hmm. you start calling and texting and it's not just about football, it's, hey, how'd your day go at school today? I know you started back at school or how are things going at IMG or you know, in your personal life, that kind of thing. Because sometimes these kids, it's amazing. I've been in a hotel room with somebody who recruited for basketball and watched him work. And it's amazing some of the things these kids will tell you when you ask. Girlfriend mm -hmm. problems, home life problems, you know, schoolwork. That is the biggest, most benefactor thing was, as far as recruiting, when you can develop that lifeline. And I think it's this staff's done a really good job of that. Don't underestimate that and getting more kids down the road. And it's genuine. It's not fake. It's yeah. not an act. All right. We will discuss more about what TJ Lindsay told reporters yesterday when he was talking about Auburn, as well as uh, take your questions and your comments. But first things first, today's show brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management. Got to give some love to our guy, Ford Stokes. He's the author of the book, Annuity 360, as well as the man behind Active Wealth Management. Look, we all talk about our favorite president, Benjamin Franklin's on the cover of this book. He wants to give this book away to all Auburn fans, all of you. All you have to do is go to annuity360.net, enter your information. He will send you a free book. He sent out a ton, a shocking amount of people have signed up to check out what Benjamin Franklin and Ford Stokes have to say about building wealth for your future self. But be sure to head over to annuity360.net for a free book or head over to activewealth.com to see everything that he can do for you. And spoiler, 
It's a lot. He's really, really good at what it does. Thank you to uh, Ford and Active Wealth Management for sponsoring this show. Daryl. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Zapritz joining me as we recap and discuss TJ Lindsay committing to the Auburn Tigers. And one thing he was asked yesterday by Brian, our Locked On Recruiting Insider, Brian Smith, he asked about, you know, what does Auburn do up front that's appealing to TJ Lindsay as far as how he's going to be used? And he said they're a multi-scheme, multi multi-front, and that's what I love about them. It's like the real NFL pro type of situation. They do everything. And he said if it was up to him, he would play in a 4-3 and play either a 5 or a 9, which is where Auburn's recruiting him, so at defensive end or mm -hmm. even a wider defensive end. I'm curious to see how much 9 stuff we actually do, but that true defensive end, that's where we've seen a lot of Messiah and Asili Kite this fall camp, or, or Keldrick Falk this fall camp. Um, so I thought that was interesting because watching his tape, I thought he'd be more of a 3 technique, but apparently the recruiting pitch was for him to play the 5 technique, which is that true defensive end. You know, that's so encouraging to hear high school kids get that and, and understand what it's important <laughs> about this coaching staff with multiple fronts so that you don't become so predictable when looking at game film. And then he buys into that from a high school senior, buys into the multiple fronts and where I'm going to play in different positions. And, you know, let, let me scheme. They're going to scheme him up to where people don't know exactly maybe where he's lined up on any given series that Auburn's coaching staff is entrusting high school kids and letting them know we're just not going to plug and play. You're going to be a part of this and it's yeah. going to be something that's going to help you get to the next level. I'm telling you, I don't want to compare it to other schools, but it's the kind of thing that you see in programs when they start to make that upward ascent. And I can't wait to watch how these, I mean, you think about him and Blockton. Does Blockton gain a lot of weight, move inside the nose? Remember we talked about that. His high school coach said, he could uh, eventually down the road. He was mature enough. So um, a lot to look forward to and great, you know, a, a really good indication of what kind of kid he is from a football IQ standpoint to buy it. For that to be important to him is is really telling, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Uh, go ahead and kind of put your comments and questions in the live chat. Love to get to them. Uh, he was asked, you know, who was second to Auburn? And he said, Texas was close, man. It was a race at the end. Really, it really could have gone either way. But I just think I picked Auburn, and I'm a little more comfortable with that. I think he also kind of chimed in about how it felt like family, and he felt more comfortable here, which is good, right? That's good. So That's, that's huge. I mean, think about that. I, you know, we just say that kind of casually. But Auburn is winning recruiting battles against Georgia, Alabama, now Texas, Miami, A&M was on his offer list. It's one thing to beat schools that are a group of fives or lower tier SEC schools. But when you're beating a school like Texas, who's coming into the SEC for his first freshman year, Texas would have been in. The, it's not a matter of, oh, I want to play in the SEC. He would have because Texas is coming in 
his freshman year. We, we've kind of got to the point now where it's, you know, we take it for granted that, oh, yeah, Texas was my number two. Auburn beat, beat Texas. I, I love that. I mean, that speaks volumes to what this staff is doing. Mm -hmm. uh, DJ Barber, who is not the linebacker that's committed, um, but somebody else whose name is DJ Barber, says per 247, our average recruiter, recruiting ranking is 91.74, which is still fourth in the country. On threes, uh, it's fourth on on three as well. If somebody wants to add what rivals would be, I think that'd be an interesting exercise. But I go by on three. I think on three is the best. And they kind of take in more information than everybody else does. So um, Steve asked, do we get another one today? Football. No, I don't think so. Cam Franklin or DeAndre Carter, I think will be the next two. If, if they're able to get Cam Franklin, Cam Franklin will be a week from today. Somebody said they're a Tennessee lean. Miami thinks they're going to get him. So there's no telling. There's no telling where he's going to go. But Auburn feels good about Cam Franklin. DeAndre Carter, like I said, I'm a little surprised he hasn't committed yet. He's taking his time, and that is okay. He can do whatever he wants. But I do think there will be another one today. It won't be football. It'll be basketball, getting one of the best players in the country over Duke and Kansas. I do think that's going to happen. And if it does, he's scheduled to announce uh, Flory Beninga is scheduled to announce at 7 o'clock tonight, Central Time. And if Auburn is his choice, Daryl and I will go live for that. We're getting it done today, man. We're absolutely knocking them out, right? Uh, absolutely. It's exciting. Absolutely. I mean, this is a great day to be an Auburn fan or could possibly be. So why not? We need to celebrate it and talk about it and analyze it. And uh, this is step one. I think – from a from a standpoint of who could be next, I think you're right, Carter and Franklin. And then we got to think about this, Zach. Remember last year, about early December, late November, Auburn got some really good players in the high school class that they hadn't been recruiting all year, that weren't leaning towards Auburn, that weren't Christmas, yeah. that were flips. So who's to say also that there may be some kids we don't even have on the radar right now because they're committed to other schools? that after the Iron Bowl or after, you know, right when you get ready for early signing period, two or three dudes could flip. And that would really, God, just class. If that happened, this class could really just ascend and rocket. No no doubt. No doubt. Um, and, and there's a few of those guys that, that would make sense that Auburn just missed out on that I don't think they're going to give up on. So uh, getting a lot of questions about the scrimmage today. Daryl and I will have a show drop in the morning. Normal time, it'll drop in the middle of the night on audio, 7 a.m. Central Time on YouTube, recapping everything from the scrimmage. So today's the lives are just about recruiting, basketball, and football, depending on who we're talking about. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the scrimmage tomorrow morning. So be sure to come back for all of that. Um, as far as TJ Lindsay in this class, do you think – because that Blockton does the same thing at his high in his high school tape as he plays the five technique. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if because they feel good about TJ Lindsay and they're recruiting him to play the five is Malik Blockton would that force Malik Blockton to play more of the three technique or do you just have multiple defensive ends cuz you can't have too many <laughs> defensive ends. Wow, uh, I think I think both could be true. I think from talking to his high school coach, he said that he could move him to a three technique that he's versatile mm -hmm. enough and smart enough that he could see Auburn doing that. But also you could, like you said, have dudes playing multiple positions, multiple dudes, and keep swapping people in and out. Um, I think that that's the beauty of the flexibility that you're getting in particular kids that you're recruiting. Look, it's hard to go out and recruit, let's say, a traditional nose tackle. I mean, it's just hard to do that. It's hard to project that. 
When yeah. a kid's 265, you don't know if he's going to get to 300. You know, Jason Jones, you know, is a godsend in that way, but he was came from a, a college, came from Oregon, was ready to play that position. So it's hard to project kids playing nose tackle and really playing inside when they're 6'4", 265. If they get to 295, if they get to 300, they get to 310, yes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Zach, some people can't handle that weight. And they get sluggish. They get slow. It's it's just all a crapshoot. It's why I trust this coaching staff and why I think having multiple players play multiple positions is important because then you can utilize where your greatest strength is. Like, for instance, if you are heavy on guys that play the five technique in your high school class, you can always go to the portal to get other dudes, right, to fill in that roster. So I think that's important and in, in, in kind of picking and choosing and, and make, being aware of where your greatest need is is what I think Garrett and this coaching staff seems to be really good at. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, a few more minutes, and then we'll put a bow on this. Um, a lot of people asking what Harson was doing. Not this. That's for certain. That's for certain. Uh, Cam Coleman flips after we beat Texas A&M and Jimbo gets fired. That'd be wild. Uh, 24-7 moved us to 14th nationally, but we're 7th in the SEC moving on up. In the SEC as well on on three one two three four five six yep we're seventh we're seventh there as well so um, I mean they're all going to be pretty close they're going to be pretty really close. you know I know that people look at that and go we got to be in the top three in the SEC no you don't it's such a premier elite conference you get in the top five when it's all said and done and a twelve team playoff that starts next year you are fine trust me mm -hmm. it's all good um yep. Joshua Judkins really adamant that Ben Franklin was never a president. That's a tough look, man. Really now, if you're not top five in the Pac-4 conference, I think you're in trouble. I think then that, there's – That'd be tough to do. Yeah, that would be – that'd be tough to kind of justify that if you're fifth in the Pac-4. So you may want to – yeah, that's – that's a, that that would be some concern. Yep, absolutely. Shout out to Ford for hanging out. Be sure to check out activewealth.com. No question about it. Daryl, how can people check out uh, everything you've got going on, man? Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410, Locked on Auburn Discord. The link's right down there. I love interacting with those good folks in the Discord. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so tonight, if Floyd Beninga commits, we will go live. I think he's going to. Seems like a lot of experts think he's going to as well. It kind of got real when, like, the whole Duke staff put in their crystal ball for Auburn yesterday. It's like, oh, my goodness. So yep. we'll certainly see about that and then daryl and i no matter what we will have a show go up tomorrow morning little morning after locked on auburn edition like we did for, for the football season a year ago so all that and more stay tuned to this podcast feed and click that subscribe button until next time this has been locked on auburn